Hey everyone, if you like this podcast, go behind the paywall to get privileged access to the smartest minds in finance. Visit realvision.com slash rvpod and use the promo code podcast10 to get 10% off our essential membership for the first year. Join the Real Vision community and learn how to become a better investor. And now to today's episode of Rao Pal Real Vision. What is going on, guys? It looks like Rao Pal is in the house. Rao, welcome. Great to be here, Ash. Came straight off the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing with OV, so apologies Very nice. for the lateness. Well, it's great to have you here, particularly today, obviously wrapping up the crypto gathering. This is a crypto gathering finale, talking all about crypto spring, potentially becoming crypto summer. So much to talk about, Ralph. Gosh, this is one of those uh, conversations where it's hard to know where to begin announcing Real Vision 2.0. So much happening in the space. Ralph, where do we start? Well, I think yesterday was a good day. I think we can just go with that. I mean, I, I have been, as you know, bullish for quite a long period of time, and I've laid out my case for all of that. But, um, you know, yesterday to get a ruling, we were expecting the ETF to be the good news. And then the, you know, Brad Gullinghouse has been fighting this for so long and then gets the ruling. I mean, that was very good for the space. And it's just given at the margin people more confidence in what they can own. Um, and what will be regulated, what won't be regulated, and how the world will work. So, you know, it was a very, very important deal. So I think, yeah. you know, I, I think everybody should be very happy with that. Now, does it continue to go up on a straight line or not? I don't know. Most likely, I think. But, you know, with a few corrections en route, it just feels like positive momentum's building. We go into the ARK ETF in August. Um, I think that's the first one up, and we'll see from there. Yeah, ETH hanging around 2,000 right now, just a shade under as we speak. Ripple rocket, I think it was up 60% at peak, up about 50% right now. And now I believe it's the the uh, fourth or fifth largest cryptocurrency. It's jockeying right now with BNB. Well, it, it always was uh, up there, account. right? But then it got, it got yeah. delisted. But yeah, it's up 125% this year, but it was up 75% yesterday. I mean, it's ludicrous how much that, that moved. Um, but... Um, there we go. I mean, and then everybody relisted it. So um, it's now become part of, you know, its case. Now, interesting enough, you know, I've valued a lot of these cryptocurrencies using Metcalfe's law, using the same framework of the amount of value traded um, versus the um, in dollars versus the number of active users. That gives you a good estimate, estimation of how the chain should be valued. And XRP has always been valuable because there's a lot of activity on the chain. I know there's a bunch of Bitcoin people who you know, dismiss it, but there's a lot of activity. We had a great interview with Santiago Velez a long time ago. When I first met him, actually, I saw him talking about XRP. And I'm like, can you explain it to me? Because Santiago is like one of the smartest people I know. And he yeah. broke it down for me in great detail. And it was very, very interesting. Yeah. By the way, I, I should say, talking about what's happening right now and the crypto gathering that we're wrapping up this week, uh, we've been talking all week with experts from around the crypto sphere to try and understand where we are and where we're headed. Of course, you can watch the entire thing free in the link pinned to the top of the Twitter spaces right now, also pinned to the top of Real Vision's Twitter, uh, and also available at realvision.com forward slash gathering. Uh, so these are all conversations we've been having. Boy, you know what? I was watching this morning, Ralph. Maybe this is a little bit out of order, but I was watching uh, this morning your conversation with uh, Keith Grossman. What a fantastic conversation over at Moonpay. 
Oh, yeah, with Keith. I mean, Keith's always great value. But what was really interesting is see MoonPay's broadening perspective on what they can bring into the space and how that they're thinking of being the infrastructure layer. So Keith's whole mindset has gone from a more traditionalist Web3 and what it is, you know, NFTs, token, blah, 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 to, okay, this is the actual architecture for the internet and everything's going to get replaced using it. And I think he's right. right. Um, and and that's more than just, you know, payments or digital objects. It's It's the whole architecture, you know, how can it, you know, things that I've been talking about, digital ID, authentication, just every kind of uses of databases where we need to have verification, uh, that kind of stuff. So it was a fantastic conversation yeah. with Keith and always fun with Keith as yeah. well. Yeah, I thought so too. And it's it's really interesting because you, you guys are, I think, in many ways, similar kinds of thinkers of bringing together all of the threads, all of the strands, everything that's happening. I was struck also by the conversation that you guys had uh, about the convergence of AI and blockchain. Yes. You know, we, we've talked about this is that there's a number of angles where this is going to come together. It's all part of this exponential age thesis where all of these things become interrelational to each other. And things, inanimate objects, which are AIs or robots with AIs, will need to make payments to other things. That is most likely to be on crypto rails, which makes total sense to me. Um Right. I think also, in addition, the downside of AI is you can make everything endlessly um, and it can be fake or it can be real, whatever. So you need some sort of authentication um, and right. authentication using blockchain seems to be the most um, useful way of doing that. And then there's content authentication, which is more problematic to solve. Like, how do you know a real vision video of me talking is a real one or not? Well, we need. Well, that's easy. It's on the Real Vision 2.0 platform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the new platform. But, you know, we are even thinking about this at Real Vision as yeah. this becomes much more prolific because text to video is coming uh, and it's coming yeah. fast at us um, in AI terms that we're going to have to figure out how to make sure our content, wherever it goes, is authenticated. Rob, we're talking here to a broad audience. Uh, obviously, on Twitter, lots of people we reach who we may not otherwise reach. Talk a little about the exponential age for people who may not know. Yeah, the exponential age is a thesis that I have built since 2021, that we are coming into a mag magic moment in time where we have the adoption of more technologies, groundbreaking technologies than at any point in human history. So we've lived with a lot of technological adoption curves, and they usually come one after the other, like the internet, the mobile phone, et cetera. But what we've got right now is something where everything is unlocking at the same time. And when I first talked about this, people thought I was smoking crack. But I was saying, listen, crypto's the first wave, and then it'll all come. The next one was AI, which is the fastest adoption of technology ever, uh, which exceeded crypto, which was the previous fastest ever. And we are going to go to self-driving cars. We are going to go to um, genetic sciences. The use of big data, AI, genetic sciences will create differences in longevity outcomes. And this will happen dramatically fast. Self-driving cars will come very fast. And then before you know it, we've changed the structure of transportation around the world. 
um, the use of um, battery technology and other alternative fuels will lower the cost of energy over this time period as well. This time period I'm thinking is the next 10 to 15 years where we will go through literally a renaissance where every single part of our lives gets reinvented by technology, particularly the digital lives. That's the metaverse experiences, AR, VR. It's the internet of things. There's so many component parts to it and they all interact with each other to create this kind of Reed's law, which is Metcalfe's law squared. So something that's so fast in adoption, it's going to make humanity's head spin and it's going to create a lot of social issues and concerns, but also it may actually solve some of society's biggest problems, such as debt, slow economic growth and that kind of stuff and uh, uh, shrinking populations. Raul, as we're talking about your thesis and the exponential age, uh, that kind of is a perfect segue to talk about the everything code, which involves some of that, as well as the broader macroeconomic context and drivers. Yes. Yeah, so my thesis, the short thesis on the everything code is that we had a great reset and it happened in 2008. That reset was essentially a semi-debt jubilee, whereas as opposed to cancelling all debts, every single central bank around the world basically said, you don't have to pay the interest. We'll make all interest zero. So that made debt more manageable. So what happened is everybody restructured all their debts and all the global economies have a three to five year debt cycle from the majority of their debts. That created a endless business cycle, which is every three to five years, which also coincides with the Bitcoin halving cycle. And what happens at the end of the cycle when the debts from the previous cycle are due to be rolled over and paid off, they, don't, they never pay off the loan, they extend the loan, but the interest payments get monetized by the central banks. And that liquidity is a debasement of fiat currency, and that drives asset prices higher. And I've proven that out over a number of different ways. It's still a thesis and a hypothesis, but I've proven it out in as many ways as possible, and it seems to hold true. Um, and then I applied what we do at Global Macro Investor, which is my kind of premium um, institutional research service, uh, myself and Julian Bittle then started using our forward-looking economic indicators to see if we can start to forecast liquidity going out into the future. And the everything code suggests because of the massive correlation, the 97.5% correlation between our liquidity indicators and let's say the NASDAQ, we can therefore not only forecast liquidity out to 2026, but we can then forecast asset prices that far as well. Now, I'm not going to give away that because a i don't want people to think it's you know uh, a dead cert or a true crystal ball but it's going to give us a very good perspective on it so that gives me the perspective that this year we will see um we will see monetary um more more monetary debasement i excess liquidity coming in by the central banks uh late, later on this year and that will continue to drive asset prices and that should continue to drive asset prices all the way through probably until 2026, 2025, something like that. Well, it's so interesting, Raul, as you, you point out uh, on Real Vision this week, this uh, Bitcoin age coincides with the beginning of the global financial crisis, debt, uh, massive spirals, you know, 2008, 15 years roughly. And as you say, talking about this idea of crypto spring potentially becoming crypto summer, money printer go burr, more cowbell. Exactly right. It's exactly that. And that is driving the world. Now, it's an optical illusion of the rise of asset prices, because when you divide them by the, the central bank balance sheets, basically most assets have gone nowhere. The S&P pretty much traded sideways. Um, 
real estate sideways, gold sideways to down. You know, they, they're not actually, nobody's getting wealthier, which everybody feels that, but they can't explain it because asset prices are going up, but I can't buy any more with it. Yes, I can buy some more goods in the supermarket, but I, I, I can't buy another asset. So if my S&P goes up, houses go up the same amount. So when I filtered that all down, I found, right. I found out that there was two assets that do outperform the monetary printing. And those are the two with the secular adoption, um, the secular cycles behind them, which is a technology and crypto. You know, which in many ways is just two sides of the one coin. If, if you think about it, crypto in a certain sense is just technology decentralized. Absolutely. Software eats the world. Absolutely. And now software is eating the world in a decentralized fashion. That's right. As, as everything gets decent, uh, digitized, so does money in the system of value and the system of storage and everything else. And that's all crypto is. So, yeah, it's just all part of the same mega trend that's been going on. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick pause and hear our word from our partners. We'll be right back. It's funny, Rao, you and I have both been so busy lately. I feel like the only time we get a chance to really catch up is during these conversations, uh, which is super fun because I think the audience gets to hear what we're thinking about almost in real time. I, I would just say, um, talking about the crypto gathering this week, you know, you've been bringing these very sort of strategic and grand strategic themes. We focus tactically here on Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. I hosted two panels that I think uh, it would be great if people who are interested can get a little bit more tactical sense of what's going on. Uh, one with a series of technical analysts, uh, Rec Capital, um, and uh, some of our, our other uh, great friends in the space uh, who came on board to do that show with us. And then just yesterday, we did the same thing with hedge fund managers uh, from Arca and uh, and other spots. That's a great show. If that you'd was like to go check it out. By the way, timing because the XRP news basically came out just as you were doing yeah. it. And there you've got yeah. people with actual money on the line whose job right. is to allocate risk in these markets in real time, being able to give you the feedback. I, it was a priceless session. Also, the NFT session that went with uh, OV, Mando, and uh, Sergio, really interesting because NFTs yeah. are under duress right now. Uh, really interesting to get that perspective as well. I've just come off another one with um, OV to talk markets at a broader perspective because he, like myself, is a TradFi guy, but he came from... So Ovi is OSF on Twitter, um, who started Rec Guy with Mando. They're both distressed high yield and credit traders. So their perspective on how markets work is very useful in a crypto market, particularly in the bear cycle, because they, they kind of know how to operate in that. So there's been some amazing content. So if anybody wants to go there, just go to realvision.com forward slash gathering. It's free. And there's a week of brilliant content, including my entire thesis on the crypto markets. Uh, so you can do that. And also on the platform, you might get a sneak preview at the new Real Vision that we're launching later this summer, which is a complete reworking as we build out a whole platform for everybody to live their financial lives, giving you not only the knowledge, the tools, but the network to succeed. And we're kind of supercharging all three of those, including a lot of Web3 components, plus AI um, and all sorts of really cool stuff. Yeah, it, it really is. It's 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 a great video to watch to get a sense of what we're thinking at Real Vision. You know, we pointed this out and we say this with great humility, but it is fascinating. We started this kind of revolution with long form financial video content. You started it back in 2014. I joined shortly after in 17. Uh, and it's interesting, as you point out, the victory of the model uh, can be seen by the fact that everyone is 
beginning to emulate that and it's gone everywhere. What's fascinating to me about Real Vision 2.0, Raul, as you describe it, is that it's driven by this thesis, knowledge times tools times network equals success. Talk a little bit about that, how it plays a role in the structure of Real Vision going forward and how Real Vision 2.0 reflects that vision. Yeah, you see, information is everywhere. Curated information, which is what we do at Real Vision, where we curate the best divergent or confirming views of many of the world's best market participants, that's still information. You have to process it. So what we also do is we have at the Real Vision Plus level, we have the Real Vision Academy and all of the education courses, which was built by you know, the head of equity prop trading at Goldman Sachs, who went on to GLG, the hedge fund that I uh, worked at as well. We both ran different funds. And we then made a show called The Million Dollar Traders together and tra trained ordinary people to become traders. That This was for BBC, yeah. For the BBC, show. yeah. And yeah. Um, Lex Van Dam turned that into a course. And then we eventually bought the course, uh, reshot it and everything else in kind of Real Vision style with all the rock stars of Real Vision, amazing people. And then built out a full education, five-step trading, you know, the five steps you need to do to become a better investor. It's pretty clear. And then we've then added incredible, like course on DMARC analysis, which is everybody's favorite, te favorite technical analysis, but by Tom DMARC himself, which nobody else in the world has. Um, and a whole, you know, Peter Brandt on technical analysis, Dave Floyd on technical analysis, um, Imran on options, you know, just amazing stuff. But anyway, what we're doing there in the plus tier is giving people knowledge, the gift of knowledge. Once you've got knowledge, you can start applying it to then get wisdom. So that's the the pro tier, where you're starting to gain and strive for wisdom in markets. So this is where you start to see everything come together. And now you've got the mentors of people like myself and Julian Brigden helping you in your journey by showing you how to think macro, how to join the dots, how to build portfolios, you know, how to take advantage of the business cycle, all of that kind of stuff. So that's what Real Vision does. But this bigger formula which we think of as a universal truth which is knowledge once you've got the knowledge what you need is the tools to apply it so in this case on the new real vision platform that comes out this summer there'll be charting um, there'll be economic data there'll be ai insights into both the content and broader insights into finance and we're training our own large language model um, about real vision content itself to give it a proprietary AI data of all of the stuff that's held within Real Vision, because that can't be scraped by OpenAI because it's behind a paywall, and building out the tools to augment people in their journey. So you've got knowledge, and then you've got the tools that augment you. In addition to that, we are adding in portfolio management and risk management tools in conjunction with uh, our partners at Ilio. Um, and that gives us an incredible ability for people to upload all their portfolios from three or four different places, their custodians or their brokerage accounts, um, to be able to analyze the aggregated risk, your own net worth, what's driving it, what are the key factors, there's AI insights into that too. Uh, we all, we, and the original, the initial part of that is just to have your own, um, your own kind of ability to have a watch list. That watch list that you put in of your, the things that you want to watch, we will also have AI insights and what's driving um, the movement of those underlying things, again, to give you more knowledge, just to augment yourself. And then the 
big factor that I think is the multiplier is everybody who's successful has an incredible network to leverage. The better the network, the more you can leverage it, the more opportunity there is for you or you can offer to others. So Real Vision has always been about its members. We've got an extraordinary group of members. Um, and now we're going to augment them all by creating this amazing networking tool so people can connect around the world with all Real Vision members. And over time, find people like an expert network with certain expertise. If you want to know more about, let's say, product developments, you can reach out and find out all the product developers, you know, like you would do on LinkedIn. But it's within this kind of private, closed, curated world of Real Vision. Um, you know, if you want to find a scientist because you're trying to figure out, you know, how these genetic sciences or longevity works, we've probably got about 50 people in our network who are world experts on that. You know, we've got everything in there. So we're going to create this connectivity of these members and we've got members in what over 120 countries uh, of expertise in something everybody's an expert right. in something so that's what we're building it's all coming together and it's all coming out this summer and on the platform you'll yeah, get you know, a sneak pv of it you know Raul, it's it's interesting our, our members our network has always been one of the greatest assets that real vision has we've seen that when we've gone and met people in person in las vegas and small events all around the world literally uh, but now to be able to institutionalize that in a digital format and to make it available essentially to everyone anywhere well, in the world on their phones, fascinating. That's right. And don't forget, we also have physical kind of these these kind of community organized meetups. We have them every quarter, roughly, in about 12 or 13 cities around the world, from Melbourne to Zurich, um, from from Philadelphia to Dallas. And it's extraordinary where you know, 20 members get together, Real Vision foots the bill, the drinks bill, everyone gets together and gets to meet each other and talk anything that's on their minds. You know, that kind of thing of connecting people around the world is a piece of magic for Real Vision and for our members. Yeah, and Nico knows not to schedule any uh, conversations with me before noon the following day because we're out very late. <laughs> um, I should say, for people who are just joining us right now, uh, if you're enjoying this conversation, we're talking about, obviously... The crypto gathering that we've just wrapped. You can watch the entire crypto gathering free in the link pinned to the top of this Twitter spaces or pinned to the top of the Real Vision feed. Raul, we've covered a lot of ground here in the last 30 minutes. What have I missed? Not a lot. We have, you know, there's, you know, the interview I've just had with Obi, I think the NFT market is another interesting part of this um, where we've got NFTs are an asset. Assets, as in with the real economy, are lagged in their prices because assets are driven by an assets. I'm thinking of everything from art to watches to classic cars to houses are driven by disposable income or capital gains. So the people recycle disposable income or capital gains to reward themselves with assets, which are either an expression of status or it may well be uh, a way of, of storing wealth for the future. Um, now, NFTs, the ETH economy shrunk last year significantly, and NFTs were the last of that to, to bottom. So that's in the bottoming process now through a bunch of technical stuff that's been going on there. But they're in a bottoming process, so we talked about that and the opportunities that come out of that, and also positioning for the future as well. Uh, you know, where to position in NFTs, where to position in crypto itself. So, yeah, again, that was just a great conversation, so I urge people to go and watch that because that's just out now. Yeah, it's interesting, Raul. I mean, I think one of the things that people outside of the digital asset space have been most skeptical of has been NFTs. It's interesting that you point out this idea of cycle lag. I've heard you 
uh, analogize this on Real Vision to the idea that you see this in credit cycles as well. When you see uh, people begin to buy, uh, for example, investment grade, then high yield, then emerging market high yield. Talk a little bit how you see NFTs fitting into the broader crypto ecosystem as an asset class or sub-asset class. Yeah, because they're less liquid and they're also deemed to be kind of trophy assets, they have two, um, two parts of them. One is when there's less liquidity in the overall crypto market, NFTs get hit. Uh, when there's more liquidity, uh, NFTs outperform the underlying base currency, in this case, ETH. So uh, they're pretty interesting for that. And that acts like junk bonds will outperform treasuries in a bull cycle. You know, the idea is you buy them when everybody, when the blood's on the streets and everybody wants to, uh, wants to throw them out because they want liquidity desperately. That's when you best buy distressed debt, junk bonds, that stuff. And then you hold it through the cycle as the cycle recovers and they outperform everything else. The NFTs should be that. What you hold, that's a, that's a more difficult equation. But anyway, that's the thesis behind it. The other part is unless people are making money, they don't buy trophy assets. When they start making money again, they start recycling and they want to buy a punk PFP or a Fidenza or some piece of art uh, to show, A, to reward themselves or to flex status that they've been successful in what they do. Um, so that process is as true in the economy as in NFTs. The chart of Rolex and Protect, uh, and Protect Philippe prices um, I wrote about in GMI is exactly the same chart as the Board Ape Yacht Club. <laughs> They're driven by the same kind of people doing the same kind of things. And both the U.S. economy shrank and the or the global economy shrank and the ETH economy shrank. And they've kind of acted in exactly the same way. And they're still prices haven't yet bottomed or are bottoming in both of those assets. Yeah, it is as we have a channel on our Real Vision Slack, humans being humans. Yeah, exactly right. It's exactly that. You know, humans are driven by the same dynamics. And we also we also think about risk in the same way which is why crypto acts just like traditional financial markets. It's like right. we're seeing it now where altcoins are starting to outperform. Again, it's the same thing. People are moving out the risk curve. The space is seeing some more capital. People want to take more risk. They're starting getting more confident that the low is now in and that we're moving from crypto spring, maybe into crypto summer. And so therefore people will take more risk. Those things that are riskier are less liquid. So if you take $100 out of Bitcoin and put it into, you know, token number 100, it's going to go up a lot more um, because there's, they're less liquid and smaller assets. So that's what drives this cycle. Hey, everyone, we're going to take another quick break and hear a word from our partners. By the way, talk about things that are almost too obvious to say. It clearly makes sense that there'd be less liquidity in NFTs. It literally is stamped right on the tin. They are non-fungible. They are one-on-one -on -one asset. So it makes perfect sense that you would see liquidity decline uh, there before you would in fungible assets. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, you know, people thought the crypto markets were different. They're not. Just think of ETH as an economy in its own right, and then everything starts to make sense. I'm going to be writing a, a piece um, with this with uh, Delphi. Kevin and I, Kevin Kelly and myself, have been thinking about this for some time. That reminds me. He sent me the note yesterday, and I haven't looked at it, um, about this. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting when people understand that they're, they're all the same way. Humans behave the same way. And um, once people understand that this is, acts like any traditional asset, just more volatile, um, they'll get their heads around it better. Yeah.
Ralph, let's start to open up this conversation, bring folks in. I see we've got Goldmember and Penny uh, here already in this conversation. Why don't you guys, uh, I know you have been joining us uh, in Twitter spaces throughout the entire crypto gathering, but I don't think we've ever given you an opportunity to really introduce yourself to the audience. Tell a little bit about what, who you are and what you do. Go ahead. We'll start with you, Penny. Penny, I think you're muted. Hi, there you go. Yeah. Hey, Penny. Welcome back. Great to see you again. Thank you. And you. Um, mine's, I hate it when people ask me what I do um, for a living because it's, it's, it's so strange. It's not a normal job. I have got a job. I have got a business, but I don't really go to work or do a great deal. At least you're honest, Penny. Yeah, if you think anything you don't want to do, anything to do with shit, dead bodies, anything that's gross, basically any the saying, where there's muck, there's brass. So anything that the regular person doesn't want to do, that's what we do. Like working in a bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and recently, and this is all your fault, Ralph and Julian's, <laughs> <laughs> from a um, pro macro from back in the day about copper. So what Lance and I did during lockdown, we got a group of people together and we said, let's go into copper. So what we did, we got in touch with a company in America. They made us a great big dirty granulator machine that's just been delivered and installed. It took two years to build. Um, where we take scrap cable and wire, the machine processes it all, and out the other end comes brand spanking new pure bright copper. Wow. So this is why the real vision community is amazing. Just people doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rao, you're either going to be responsible for us losing our shirt or making an absolute fortune. <laughs> well, it's about the right time because copper looks like it's ready to take off soon. So, and there's going to be a copper shortage for a while. So, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Hey, Penny, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. It's uh, always interesting to get to hear people who are part of the Real Vision community talk a little bit about themselves, their background, what they do, and how they see the world. Talking of which, Gold Member, hello and welcome. Hey, Ash. Hey, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for this wonderful crypto gathering week. It's just been really exciting, just really great to just have this positivity in the market. And Penny is being modest. She's also co-host of our community-run Twitter space, The Learning Tribe. She just does a lot in this space. Great insight. And just, she also runs the Telegram as well. She, yes, yeah, she is our mod in the Telegram also. Penny is wears many hats in this space and we love her for it but uh yeah guys i am i am real visions web3 community manager you know and and crypto and nft dgen i i absolutely love the space i learn every single day and i think our community is is just one that i've been so excited just learning from because we just have really intelligent people from you know people like penny to people doing technical analysis streams it's, it's just like uh, it's a present every day, honestly. Yeah, that's very well said. Go member, talk a little bit about what you do specifically. Yeah, so you know we're we're running up the you know Real Vision Collective and our our Real Vision Genesis NFT, which has recently created a DAO 
and as you know, working on a bunch of different initiatives and ideas that they want to get started. You know, we manage the Discord. We write newsletters for everyone. We host Twitter Spaces. We we honestly do it all. We share alpha information. We we're answering questions. It's I think the better question to ask is what don't we do in in the Ruby? <laughs> yeah, B- Bijan's one of the hardest working people. He's everywhere all the time. <laughs> We do it all is like a great real vision tagline because we all wear many hats. I think mostly because so many people who are, you know, working at real vision as well as in the real vision community just find such a broad divergent spectrum of things interesting that it's just hard not to want to roll up your sleeves and dive in. Exactly right. That's what it's all about. All the fun is to be had by rolling up the sleeves and diving in. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, guys, what do you say we open this up to uh, the broader community? And uh, bring in some questions for you, Ralph. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's add as speaker uh, Wappy T. Twitter Spaces has been a little slow the last couple of days for some strange reason, so we're going to have to wait a couple seconds here. Folks, connect. And listen, if you have a question for Ralph and you're in the audience and you're listening while we're waiting for Wappy P to connect, please raise your hand. We'll pull you up on stage so you can ask Ralph a question. Yeah, I think Wapi is having some technical difficulties. So, so Wapi, what I'm going to do is remove you, and you can just request right back, and we'll get you up. I've also just added uh, DeFi Diffin, who's been uh, part of uh, our Twitter spaces for the last week and has always had insightful questions. Uh, so hopefully we'll get folks up here pretty soon. I think this is just a little bit of a Twitter glitch. Okay, DeFi Diffin, looks like you're up on stage. Go ahead with your question on mute and ask Ralph. Happy Fridays. It's not so much. Hey, man, welcome back. Yeah. Good to see nice you again. Nice to have me, Ash. Nice to have me. I hope you're having a good Friday, man. <laughs> uh, but it, it's um, not so much of a question, but I just wanted to put it out there. Like, I, um, going back to the BBC Million Dollars Traders, I remember that. That was going back maybe 20 years ago, probably even a few more years on top of that. And that was the – I saw that, and I didn't – It was two, It was 2008. Was it 2008. Ooh, that's why I've gone a bit grey. Um, but I, I was watching. We've that. been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was watching that, and I didn't know what inflation rates were. I didn't know nothing about the financial markets. Funnily enough, I moved moved home fifteen years later, and I came across Lex Van Dam. Another excellent bloke who you work with. And I started realizing that you two actually did that together. There was another bloke in between who I, I believe packaged your training up, Ralph, and then started to sell it. And I can tell you there was people falling over themselves to purchase it. And it was costing a small fortune. I managed to get my hands on that. And I went down the rabbit hole and then started Googling came across Real Vision just as you did a press release. And that was when I was all in. So what I'm trying to say basically is all you guys down there, if you haven't got a pro macro subscription and a pro crypto subscription, do it because it literally has changed my life. It's brilliant. That's so amazing to hear. It's so amazing to hear. I mean, we even have that video of all the people sending in videos saying how much it's changed their lives. It's kind of blown us away. Um, But that's what we've been trying to do. Just give... We don't change people's lives. We help people change their lives, their own lives, by giving them the tools, the network, and the knowledge to succeed. It's as simple as that, I think. Yeah, I've been in since week one. 
And, you know, I'm the kind of guy that if it wasn't practical or if it wasn't any use to me, I wouldn't have been coming back year after year. <laughs> it's, I'm just a straightforward <laughs> guy. It pays my subscription over and over when I listen to you and Julian or I listen to Ash and I listen to Goldmember. What are you doing? What are you doing in real life? Uh, I, I just get bullied by Penny. Oh, okay. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> well, DeFi Different really appreciate the kind words. And, and we think about that uh, every day in terms of thinking about what the community wants, how to really create value for them uh, in terms of the content we create. It is in the very core, the fiber of every being that we do at Real Vision. We think about that. Um, and hearing you give voice to that is really, it's, it's just a great validation that, that uh, what we're doing is, uh, is meeting the needs of, of, of our members. And, and that's, that's really all we aim to do. Yeah. It's, it's also, it's the fun that you get as well. I'll, I've never laughed so much over the last sort of maybe four or five years. Now crypto's come along and real vision have got that crypto element to it. Oh, what a, what a howl, as we say, agree. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's no point doing this if you're not having fun. I could be working at a bank if I if I wanted to be miserable. Oh my gosh, Steve, I different uh, great comments. Always, always a pleasure. You've had great comments this whole week. We we really appreciate it. Um, thank you again, and uh, thanks again for joining this Twitter threads. Uh, I'm going to bring some other folks here. Uh, Wapi T, looks like we've got you connected. I finally got up. I finally got up. Thank you. Thank you guys for welcome, having welcome, me up and, and, and um, respect to all the hosts. Uh, thank you, Gold Member, for being here. I see a similar badge on your name. Uh, I'm glad that you are part of the creators also, which is a great community. I, I, I just came up um, just because of the title, I heard you guys talk. I heard you guys um, discuss crypto gathering finale. So it's game on. I, I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend. Like, what is game on? When I got invited by uh, Penny on this space. And I think that we are losing it. Sorry to say it, but I think we're losing it. We are pushing too hard to um, be humans. We are unique freaking beings. We are bringing things to the table. Nobody can. I mean, there's, uh, I don't know how many people on the space. There's a lot of people on this space. And they all have ideas. They all have plans. They all have dreams. They all have all kinds of things, right? And everybody is trying and everybody is pushing. And social media is forcing on all kinds of different directions. And it's it's crazy. And I was just discussing when when Penny suddenly invited me to come up here and to listen to this, that right. we can bring so much to the table to build this world. And, and especially after yesterday, when XRP started pumping and, and people with visions actually kept their foot stuck to the ground. And they won, right? right? The whole whole sec thing, and that's 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 creating a platform for all of us to right build. Well, Wapi, let me ask you this: what's what's your question for Raul? For uh, Raul, 
Yeah, yeah. We've got Raul up here. What's your question for Raul? Like, okay, my question for Raul and for everybody. If you yeah. look into your heart, and if we are building the new world, what's the first thing that we should do, all of us, leaving away the foot, the bad things, the whole freaking thing that is happening right now, and look from a human perspective, what are we going to do next? But I think that's a great first, question, Ra, and something that I, people have been asking. Go ahead, please. Yeah, look, the point being is step back from the noise of humanity because it's the humanities that's spreading the fun, the humanity that's throwing poo at each other, and it's humanity acting like humans. But what is actually here is optimism. It's optimism that there's an opportunity, whether it's an opportunity to invest in our future and make money or an opportunity to build a better world. That's why we're all here. Everything else is just the peanut gallery making noise, humans with their insecurities being aired out in real time across everywhere, from Discord channels to social media. But the reason we're all here is because we're optimistic that this is giving us a future and a different future, whatever that means to you. That's why crypto took the world by storm, because so many people saddled with debts saddled with real wages that don't rise, saddled with less opportunity, saddled with competition for uh, labor, have now seen something that gives them hope. That is the powerful thing that we're all here for. Yeah. Let's, uh, oh, we have an Nanaimo Trader back. Uh, welcome to Nanaimo Trader. Hey, thanks, Ash. Uh, can you just do a quick mic test? You can hear me okay? Oh, yeah, loud and clear. Yeah, and I want to thank you guys for putting on the crypto gathering. I, I've been busy and missed a bit of it, but what I have been able to catch has been fantastic. Um, yeah, really, really appreciate it. Um, my question for Raul, I've actually got two questions. Um, the You're listening to some of the information you put out, which is great. Thanks. What are you looking for to actually take profit? Like you'd have such a big macro view. And, um, you know, we, we've had this, uh, you know, had this discussion boy, last year when I was walking on Vancouver Island. That's where I live. And right now today, guys, it's so stunning nature, the next big trade. But um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on what would enable you to say I'd take profit, you know, four or five, 10 years or whatever it is, and then where you're going to put it. So, and, then my, and then my second question, just to follow up on that, is I'd love to know what your why is, like what drives you as a person. So to take profit it is you know i have a long-term view as you rightly point out and, you know let's assume that 2030 would be my view now would i take profits on route and the reason and the answer is yes if i think there's something which is lifestyle accretive to me that is worth more than just seeing number go up so if that's i want to buy a house or i want to do this i want to do that whatever it may be and we all should do that because there is no point number go up if it doesn't give you a benefit. Depends, everyone's got different benefits. So it's the lifestyle accretion that is the point of investing for me, or it's the point of wealth. And it could be oh. anything. It could be a holiday. It could be a private jet. It doesn't matter what your own ambitions are. They're personal to you. And if you can achieve that, Ovi and I just talked about it on, the, on our last chat. 
if you can achieve one of those things, then you should take money off the table because that is worth more than having the number go up. So that that's how I would think about profits. Um, but it is a, a longer term trade. The reason I do this is I you've heard the story. It's 2008. Um, I predicted the crash. A lot of people got really hurt. Saw the rise of Occupy Wall Street. Saw the anger. Then in Europe, we had the um, um, we had the crash of the banking system, and almost all of the governments went bankrupt. And friends of mine went bankrupt. And people said to me, "Well, why didn't we know what was going on?" So I started Real Vision to do that. But I discovered crypto at the same time, and I thought this is the answer to the future financial system. There's nothing more invigorating than finding a mission that can help people, that can create a new system to solve the problems of the past, and is something that can be life-changing in terms of making money as well. So when you get that nexus of things, it's like this beautiful truth, this thing you see and you're just going to say, well, I'm going to dedicate my life to try and doing this, which is to help people in this journey and to take advantage of the opportunity set that they've been given because so few people see it because people are so cynical and worried and nervous and scared and everything that they don't see the big opportunity in front of them. I'm, I'm like, here is the big one. This can change many, many, many lives, much like it changed the baby boomers lives to have a 401k in the eighties and suddenly or buying housing when it was super cheap, you know, three times income back in the early eighties. That's the opportunity here with crypto, and it's still actually with technology as well. And I want people to make sure that they don't miss the bloody opportunity, because if they can get it, and because tokenization means we can all put 10% of our net worth, even if we earn $10 a day, into this thing, we can all participate equally. That's what drives me here. Raul, so passionate. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Love that. Thanks, Raul. Appreciate that very much touching and thank you nanaimo trader your questions are always great we always appreciate your participation in these conversations i should say you know ral it's been a lot of fun just to be along for the ride but also i think everyone in our community can come along for the ride too and and to just bring it back to what we've been doing this week with the crypto gathering uh, it's important to point out that if you're just joining us uh, you can watch the entire thing freely uh, in the link pinned to the top of this Twitter spaces and at the link pinned to the top of the Real Vision Twitter feed just to get your beak wet, to get a sense of what we do at Real Vision Crypto specifically. Uh, we'd love to have you come and join the community. But by all means, go take a look. It's totally free. You can watch it on YouTube uh, and just get a taste of a little bit about what we're doing. Uh, okay, who else do we have? Solar, go ahead with your question for Raul, please. Hi, Ash. Uh, thank you for having me in. Thank you, Raul. Uh, Raul, so, um, my, uh, so what, what, what is the driver for you uh, booking your gains? Is it, um, do, do you use your, your liquidity uh, indicator? Um, so, so that's, that's one part. The other thing I wanted to ask is, um, are you more bullish on, more community-based um, NFTs, or do you think art, you know, like legacy art NFTs are going to um, be, be better things to buy? Um, also, 
what kind of content do you see that's complementary to what you do and to what you see other people in the space doing that would be valuable and beneficial to to provide very interesting thanks solar uh in terms of taking profits as i said it depends if i'm trading or it's a long-term secular theme it's a long-term secular theme and it, it's generally going to be driven by where we are in the macro cycle plus those lifestyle goals that i want to achieve once i can get them whether i'm early in selling out or not i may sell out of some of my positions so in normal investments, I use the business cycle framework plus technical analysis to get timing better. Um, so that's how I tend to look at it. In terms of the question about art versus community stuff, I think they're two very different things. I think NFTs are going to enable so many different things, and art is one of them, and that's great. And if people like art and you want to collect it, great. We've all got art on our walls that's all worthless, and we probably paid $1,000 on holiday in some art store that we're spending a bit of time in. Um, you have to get used to the fact that a lot of this is not going to be valuable. Some will be. The community ones, it's really a function of, do you want to be part of that community and is it worth it to you to be so? And I think that community pass idea is very powerful. I think, particularly in this digital age, we're redefining what society and communities are. They're not the local church or the local pub or your next door neighbours. It's now your next door neighbors in this digital world. And the community-based NFTs allow you to identify with the communities that you want to be part of. So as opposed to living next door because you want to live in a certain area, you can live in that area by owning the NFT. And it's actually a lot cheaper than buying a house in that area. So I, I really think that's powerful. And I think communities are very powerful. Coalescing people together around similar ideals, ideas, ambitions, is uh, extraordinarily powerful overall. Um, hey, Ralph, is there, is, there a, yeah. is there a pair trade there? That sounds long NFTs, short CRE in blue states. Oh, well, that's exactly right. You know? <laughs> that's exactly right. Di digital assets that can be everywhere and nowhere versus physical assets that nobody wants anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's dead right. I mean, society is reorganizing in front of our eyes. That's why community NFTs are valuable. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. I think that you spot on. Society is reorganizing before our eyes. It's hard to see sometimes the big picture. It's hard to see those things moving. Uh, but when you see what's happening in this space, the passion, the development, the uh, you, young people's involvement in it, I mean, just it all it all just aligns. Listen, guys, I'm going to bring down uh, some of the speakers uh, so I can bring up some new speakers uh, into the community. Yeah, and I have to, I've got to hop in a few minutes. Rob, what do you got? Can you say it'll two? Yep. All right, great. Let's bring up Godfather Chase. Godfather Chase, go ahead with your question for Ralph. Godfather, I think you might be muted. We'll get back to you in just a second. Uh, seems like you're having some technical problems. In the meantime, Elaine Lee, welcome. Um, oh, hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, can I get a read of the room by sending some hearts, love, and emojis? Oh, my um, God, the chief troublemaker's here. You're damn right, right I hide. am. When I'm hide. Hello. No, 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 no. Look at that. Look at that response. Did you see that response? When you're talking about, um, sorry, I think it was from Solar, um, our one eye moonbird that I see in the space is asking about communities. Where do people hang out? And you were referring to, you know, the equivalent of where do you want to position yourself, right? Just like when you buy uh, a property. So I would say um, uh, the Real Vision Collective would be the 
fancy, quaint, cute apartment um, over in Williamsburg where you do actually leave the apartment to go grab a drink and you find a few friends, which leads me. Hey, hey, Lane, to... I love you. I love you dropping the New York City knowledge uh, from Thank San Francisco. And we always appreciate that. But explain to people who may not know what the Real Vision Collective is, because obviously we're reaching a large audience here on Twitter who may be hearing about some of these ideas for the first time. The Real Vision Collective is um, basically the Real Vision's NFT project. And on every Friday at 2.30 Eastern, the community comes together to hang out, to wind down. We're like the cool kids at the top of the school bus that basically bitch about crypto. Uh, my executive producer, executive producer gave me that line. So we're the cool kids at the top of the school bus. Everybody comes in with their favorite tweet that they've come across on crypto Twitter, and we just bitch about it. We laugh about it, and then we take crypto one day at a time and uh, congratulations to everyone who wrote it out with us so Elaine, 230 Elaine, eastern 2.30 eastern in peak we'll post it in the twitter chat and you can join us over there for the after party at the top of the jumbotron you can see it now <laughs> sorry know, you were saying i don't know how you guys do things in birmingham but you know the cool kids sit at the back of the school bus here in the u.s <laughs> That's where all the bullies are, Ash. Are you trying to tell me you were at the back of the school bus, huh? Hey, bully Bennington, this is where we're going. No, I didn't care enough to bully anyone in high school. I didn't care about anything except for music. Uh, but do come with a drink. 2.30 Eastern via Impeak is a very cool Web3 platform. You can send emojis and ask people live questions. It, how can people find it if they don't I'm know? I'm going to send it over to Bijan. Bijan, where did you plop that thing? I, it's pinned to the top of the space uh, at the Jumbotron at the top. You can you can see it there, register, and we'll see you at DJ and Happy Hour. 2.30 Eastern time. That's 30 minutes after this conversation ends. Sorry, Ash. Can I just clear something up there? Did I don't know if I heard right. Did you say the kids in America, they live in the back of the bus? Absolutely. <laughs> that was funny. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you uh, Rao, we only got a couple of minutes left. I, I should throw this back to you so that you can give your final thoughts, key takeaways. We've obviously covered a tremendous amount of ground, as we always do during these conversations. Uh, but just to leave for the weekend, people with some final thoughts, where's your heart at right now? My heart wants to thank Tim, who appeared on that video um, saying how Real Vision had changed his life. And, you know, it was just an amazing video, Tim. Thank you. I know you're always active in the Real Vision community. You're always a big part of it. And, you know, that's why we do this is, is we're all in this game together. Just seeing the video from you to say what you've been up to and how it's helped you makes it all worthwhile for all of us. So thank you. And thank you to everybody who's part of all of this. Yeah. Just, just some final closing thoughts here uh, that I'd like to leave you with. Of course, uh, as we've said, we've just wrapped this incredible week of content on Real Vision uh, for the gathering. Go to the top of this uh, of this uh, Twitter spaces, or of course, the top of the Real Vision Twitter feed. You can get all that information. You can watch it all for free uh, on YouTube. And finally, I should say next week, uh, I've been told that we have Marco Santori, who's the chief legal officer of Kraken, one of the smartest lawyers in the space, doubtless to talk about everything that's happening, uh, including XRP uh, and everything else that's happening in the legal front. Oh, you know what I didn't ask you about, Ralph? And I, and I had it on my list. 
uh, which is what's happened with BlackRock this week. One of the most interesting things to me uh, has been the way Larry Fink has been talking about Bitcoin and Bitcoin specifically. Now, I know the cynics will say they're spinning up an ETF, spot Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. Of course, uh, Larry Fink will be talking about it, spinning up, by which I mean they've they've submitted the application uh, and resubmitted it after uh, there were some challenges with it. But it's fascinating to me to hear Larry Fink talking about Bitcoin in a way, Raul, that's similar to the way that you talk about Bitcoin, which is as digital gold. He was on CNBC of all places today talking about Bitcoin as digital gold was on Fox Business earlier in the week or last week talking about Bitcoin as a transnational payment uh, mechanism that transcends national governments. This coming from Larry Fink. Wow. I thought that was really interesting and I want to get your view on it. Everybody understands what it's about. Everybody in finance understands. I mean, I've given a presentation in front of Jamie Dimon and Steve Schwartzman where they're three fit in front of me taking notes when I'm talking about Web3 and crypto. They all get it. So it's no surprise to me and they're all going to build on it and they all understand it's the future of the system. Um, they just have their own businesses to protect and Larry's making the move. Now, Larry talked about crypto a while ago, don't forget, back in the last cycle uh, and they had it on their website and they had the biggest activity in the history of their website. He understands it. They all do. So for me, it's just like checking the box. We know it's coming. Um, you know, before we know it, Goldman's going to be making prices for customers. And before you know it, you know, offering custody and then offering to hedge funds in prime broking. And before you know it, you know, it, these are just marker stones on, on route to adoption. So none of these surprise me. It's just the timing. You never know when, it go, when it's going to happen. Um, but the entire system will migrate. That is for certain. And that was my hypothesis back in 2012 when I first discovered Bitcoin. And it remains my hypothesis. The entire system will mi migrate to blockchain technology, including the system of money itself via central bank digital currencies, uh, everything. So it's just a matter of, you know, when and how. But it's happening and it's happening bit by bit um, and then all at once. Wow, a perfectly real vision way to end the convergence of TradFi, digital assets, and the cultural zeitgeist. Thank you so much for joining us, Raul. Thank you for joining us, Elaine, DeFi, Diffin, uh, Solar, everyone who came and asked a question. Of course, uh, as always, Penny and Goldmember, wonderful conversation. Can't wait to do this again with you guys soon. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care, everyone. Thanks a lot. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, Head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.